country and, and a little town called Fort Stockton. And Fort Stockton is a great town if you really like Western um, places and, and just a, a lot of history and, and all that kind of thing. Oh, it's just great. Fort Stockton, Fort Davis, Balmeray, and, and Marfa and those places out there that uh, really, uh, they live in a movie set all the time. I mean, <laughs> and, and when you, when you cowboy anyhow, man, that's nice. You know, you got to like it. So, and we checked in, I mean, I'm talking about way back there. I'll be 72 years old in the first week of December. And so that makes this a long time ago. You understand? <laughs> and so uh, we walked into this hotel and my dad's checking in. Well, it's a little small country hotel. It's nice, you know, but it's not very big. It's little. <clears throat> There's some guys in a, in a little room. Oh, couldn't have been uh, at the very most 20, 30 feet away from my dad where he's checking, into, he's standing there at the registration desk, you know, so I'm not seeing. And they've got a shuffleboard in there. I had no idea what that was. And, you know, it was the kind, not on the floor, but the kind you, with the stainless steel shuffle pucks, you know, about the bigger round, and the rosin on top of that slick hardwood uh, finish table. And I could just see over in there. Well, I ain't paying no attention to them. I don't know what they're doing. And I was just looking. But generally got my nose in other people's business here is what it turned out to be. And I'm looking over there. And, and the, the, the sight of that powder all over the surface of that hardwood, it looked so slick. And that little steel puck would come by, you know, and I'm, and I reached out, I couldn't stand it. It's almost like sticking your finger in the icing on a cake, man. You just get caught, kind of caught up, you know. <laughs> and I raked my hand through the, oh, one of them guys got mad at me and he hollered at me, scared me right out of my wits. I just was frozen, man. I couldn't move. He screamed and hollered at me and, and, and he called me something that I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> But I was about to believe it, you know. <laughs> Boy, he talked to me some kind of ugly. Well, my daddy walked up. I felt a big ham hock hand on my shoulder and caught me and shoved me around behind him. And he said, you got something to say to this boy? By God, you say it to me. You understand? <laughs> and I stuck my head out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that goes for your cat too <laughs> and your dog <laughs> and your first grader <laughs> of my daddy <laughs> yeah now I'll tell you man I'm so puffed up I could hardly walk and we, and we got into our hotel room and I come a strutting in there you know like Got in that room and my daddy spun me around, stuck his finger in my face. He said, keep your dad gum hands and nose out of other people's business. <laughs> Took all the puff out of me right then. <laughs> Woo, man, I mean, I swiveled up <laughs> right then. 
while he yet spake, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to him, your daughter is dead. Trouble not the rabbi. When Jesus heard it, he answered him. He answered Didn't get a chance to open his mouth. Yes, no, maybe so. What all? He, he, he didn't get a chance to open his mouth. Jesus butted in on this thing. Now, Jairus had released his faith to Jesus, but now Jesus has released his faith to Jairus. And his faith, whole bunch bigger than Jairus. Whoa. Mm. I mean, don't you know Jairus said, uh-huh, okay. Man, make you feel like you're three years old and you're glad to be there. Look what he said. He answered him saying, fear not. He literally said, stop the fear. Now he wouldn't have said it if he couldn't do it. Don't you ever stand up to Jesus and say, yeah, but I can't help it. I told you to keep your big blab mouth shut and do what the man said. Stop the fear. How'd I do that? I'll tell you in a minute. Don't leave now. <laughs> Stop the fear. Believe only. Don't contaminate your faith and what you said to me back there at that boat, don't contaminate your faith, what you're believing with fear. Fear tolerated is faith contaminated. Don't do it. Shut up. Fear not. Believe only. And Look at it. She shall be made whole. Now you can see, you, I mean, you can see where the action line is. You stop the fear and she shall be made whole. You don't, she won't. If he'd have said, oh yeah, but Lord, she's already dead. Now why did you let this happen to me? I have served the synagogue. I mean, I spent all them years doing all that stuff and I don't understand why I can't get some help here. Right in the middle of all of this. I mean, like, oh, oh God, oh, woe is me. All of that's fear-based. And in reality, when you take that kind of reaction and you 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 strip the, the religion and the, and the self-pity and all that off of it and look at it for what it really is, you really actually judged God. You should have done this and you didn't. You let this happen to me. You let the devil do this to me. Oh, uh, 
That may be the answer to the question, how dumb can you get? <laughs> now, I don't care what you're in. If you've been doing that, you repent right now. Don't you even let this message go five more seconds. You repent right now. That is a sin. You have no business judging anybody, much less God. He's given you everything he's got. Let me tell you something. He didn't let it happen to you. You let it happen to you. The devil doesn't have any authority over you that you didn't give him. He's been stripped of everything he has. And you have the name. You have the word. You have the full armor. You've got the Holy Ghost. You've got the power of the Spirit. You've got a whole book full of powerful words of the living God and the right and the authority to speak them. Now don't give me no more of that other trash. I'd be nice to you, but I didn't come here to play church with you. There's too many people in deep trouble financially, deep trouble physically, families in deep trouble. And I'm talking to some of you guys that are going to be deployed and you're going to be looking down somebody's gun barrel here in a few days. And I'm telling you the thing that will either get you killed or keep you alive. I'm telling you when that 91st Psalm gets buried down deep in your guts, when it is in there so strong that somebody just look at you. I dwell in the secret place of the most high God. A thousand can fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand. 11,000 can pile up around me and it ain't gonna touch me. Yes, Oh, Brother Coburn, isn't that a little arrogant? You don't know the difference between arrogance and faith. And the reason you don't is because you hadn't seen much faith. All you've seen is religion, and that is genetically altered Bible. And you can't feed on religion. It'll choke and make a, a, a skinny, helpless little spirit out of your spirit, just like genetically altered food will make a big belly around your waist yes, because it's full of trash yes, and it won't feed you and you can't put pressure on it and it hold. But when you get in the word of faith, you get in the word of the blood, you get in the word of deliverance, you get in the words of Jesus, you get strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And you get to where somebody just poke you and that 91st Psalm comes running out of you. And you just stand up there with a smile on your face and say, you boy and do whatever you're going to do. Let's get this over with. I'm, I'm going to go home and eat supper. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. The joy of the Lord becomes your strength. Amen. But Brother Copeland, they told me I was going to die. They I got cancer, Brother Copeland. They told me I was going to die. Well, so am I. So, you're going to die. So's he. So's he. So's she. What's you crabbing about? 
You're going to let some little mutant cell, mutant cell in your body tell you how you can live and how you cannot. How dare you, darling? Laying around there crying, bawling, feeling sorry for yourself. And there's a Bible laying right there by your desk. With the lightning of God on every page. And the devil just hoping you don't never, ever reach for it. Because as long as he's able to frighten you, as long as you're scared of death, you are subject to bondage. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Jesus said, stop the fear. Fear not. Believe only and she shall be made whole. You put your faith on the line and then you stop the fear and you believe only you shall be made whole. You shall walk out of that financial trap. You shall walk out of that hospital room. You shall walk out of that family situation. You shall walk out free, praise God, and no demon in hell can stop you. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. I don't preach myself happy. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. And amen. So now he said, fear not. Let's turn over to 1 John and we will close. 1 John chapter 2. I'll tell you what, let's read something from 1 John 1 first. It's very significant that this verse of Scripture is in the very first chapter of this book. <clears throat> It's talking about Jesus in the first verse. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we've seen it. Bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you. Why, John? So that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. John the elder, John the very man that Jesus turned his mother over to while he was hanging on the cross. The man that wrote the Gospel of John, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John and the book of Revelation. The same man that they tried to kill several times and couldn't kill him. They couldn't kill him. History says one time they boiled him in oil and he wouldn't die. Well, that ain't no different from the Hebrew children in that furnace. Somebody got in the barrel with him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Fear not. And she shall be made. What are you going to say about that, Brother John? 
you may have fellowship with us. You have the same relationship with the Father and His Son, Jesus, that I do. And I've seen Him. I've handled the Word of life. I know Him personally. And I've lived with Him all these many, 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 many years. And I'm telling you, you have the same standing with Him that I do. You can fellowship with me. I mean, if he was here today, he'd say, oh, come on, man. What is, what's this apostle business, brother? Yeah, forget the apostle stuff, brother. I mean, hey, man, you love Jesus. I love Jesus. He loves you. He loves me. We in this thing together, hoss. This is good, isn't it? <laughs> Why? He was the apostle of love. Right. He had to have said that. Yes, he did. That's the reason they couldn't kill him. Faith worketh by love. The full armor works by faith, which works by love. The blessing of the Lord, which maketh rich, and he adds no sorrow to it, works by faith, which works by love. And perfected love casts out fear. We just tied two streams of this together. Fear not. Working, developing love casts out fear. Aha, that's the part the devil didn't want you to find out right there. Amen. But he's a loser. Now, these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. You having trouble? Read 1 John. Your family's in a mess? Read 1 John. Things are going bad financially? Read 1 John. He said, I'm writing this to you that your joy may be full. Well, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Yes, yes. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. Stand, 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 bless God. Not lay down and cry. Stand up! If you're going to cry, do it standing up. Yes, sir. Glory. I'll tell you, one night I came in, we'd been on the road for I don't know how long, and I was so tired, I felt like somebody pulled me through a keyhole, you know. And I, and I was laying up there in the bed, and, I, and all of a sudden, all the symptoms of the flu attached themselves to me. And I went, I don't understand this. I just don't know what You know, acting like a fool. Laying there in the bed. All of a sudden, from just right over here to my right hand, <laughs> about half an arm's length away, this voice didn't sound like it came out of a 118-pound package. <laughs> Satan, how dare you come in my household, take your hands off of my husband. And all of a sudden she lit right on top of me, man, and she's whooping the devil and me at the same time. I mean, she was bouncing all over me. I said, oh yeah, oh yeah, go away. Oh yeah, go, 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 go. And I bounced out in the floor on my back praying in tongues. <laughs> Her favorite phrase is, get over it. 
<laughs> Takes just as much time to be in unbelief and doubt as it does in faith. Now get up there and go to bed, rolled over and went to sleep. You know what I said? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and was glad of it. <laughs> so the devil knows if he gets by me, he's going to run in. <laughs> oh, he's going to run into some reserves that he can't handle, brother. <laughs> I mean to tell you. Glory to God. <laughs> now then, if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and don't do the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from all sin. And that is important. Now, look at this verse, nine. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. The word just means righteous. He is faithful and he is righteous to forgive us our sins. When? When you confess them, brother. Not after three months later when you feel better about it. Your feelings don't enter into this unless you let them rob you of your faith. He is a faithful high priest. He's faithful unto God. And to be faithful unto God, he has to be faithful unto you. Scripture says that in the book of Hebrews. He's faithful to God in the things concerning our sin and the reconciliation of it. And he's a righteous high priest. He would have to be unrighteous and unjust and unfaithful to God and you for you to come confess that sin of self-pity or whatever else it was. I don't care what it was. And confess that thing before him and him say, I'm not having nothing to do with you about that. You're going to have to, you're going to have to do this and you're going to have to do that and you're going to have to do that before I'll even hear this mess. Now go home, get out of here. No, that's an unrighteous priest. And he is not. Oh, hallelujah. Mm -mm. And when you've spent as much time before <laughs> his throne doing this as I have, you learn to find out that he is a righteous high priest. Oh, glory to God. Just recently, I, I, things were, were not working like they should, and I, could, I can tell it. I, I, I know I'm not making the... The, the, the connections there, he, he, he takes hold together with us against our infirmities, even when we know not how to pray as we ought and, 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 and so forth and so on. But I could tell, man, this, I'm out of line here somewhere. Now. No, he's not the one that's wrong. I'm the one that's wrong. That's right. It's not the fact that he didn't do it. It's the fact I didn't receive it. That's There's right. something going on here. Now, don't ever condemn yourself. Condemnation won't change anything. You can beat yourself over the head because of a sin for 30 years and not change a thing and confess it in faith and change it in 30 seconds. 
But now you've got sin symptoms in your flesh and in your mind, and it'll try to get back in there and then worry, you know, and let's say, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not moved by these symptoms of sin. Jesus, my faithful and just high priest, heard me when I confessed him because I confessed him with all my heart. And Isaiah 43, 25 and 26 says, he has wiped out my transgressions and he remembers them no more. So don't bring them up. He's wiped them out of his memory. Don't you be bringing them back up. Now I read all that <laughs> to get down to this. In chapter 2, verse 5. Whoso keepeth his word in him, verily. What does a verily mean? Truly. This is so big, I'm having to guarantee it to you. Verily. Whoso, you a whoso? Ooh, I'm a whoso. Keepeth his word. What word? He that loves me will keep my words and I'll love him and my father will love him. And he that keeps my commandments or keeps my word. If his word says fear not, you fear not. Well, I'm trying, Jesus. He didn't tell you to try it. He told you to do it. He didn't say, uh, now boys, now you know, uh, there's something I'd like to suggest to you here. I know it's tough and all that, but, but you'd be a whole lot better off if you could do it. And, and, and you, if you'll try, you know, I, I can help you. And, and, and uh, but would you, would you just try, just do your best? Not on his worst day. <laughs> Was he ever suggesting anything? Now, there's a lot of guys held their hand up and stood up in here a while ago that, that at one time or another, you've been in the military. You're either there now or at one time you have been there. All you have to do is remember your first day. Orientation day one. <laughs> and what are we going to talk about today, you worm? That's right. <laughs> skin, what are we going to talk about today? Huh? We are going to talk about today, number one, the general order of the army. The army. My army. You understand? My army. And as long as you in my army, boy, you're going to do whatever thing tells you to do. Even the commodes can tell you what to do. You ain't nothing and never will be nothing. But you are going to obey. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's right. I can still tell you his name. <laughs> I'll never forget that man. That was the tallest, biggest, strongest, 
blackest man I have ever met in all of my life. And he walked up in front of me. Oh, back in them days, man, I, made an, I weighed an even 100 pounds more than I do now. And he walked up there to me and he poked me in the belly and he said, oh, we're going to let the wind out of you. <laughs> and I understood from that moment that I was a project. <laughs> yes. All I could think of was, uh-huh. The very first words that came out of anybody's mouth was, you are going to obey orders. You're going to obey the general orders of the army. You are going to obey a direct order from a superior. And you will obey the orders of the day. And then we proceeded to go through all of those wonderful things that accompanied the beginning of my life in Fort Bliss, Texas. Oh, brother. Biggest sandstorm I'd ever seen and I was raised in West Texas was on that day. <laughs> oh, I wanted to go home. And then I realized I am home. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you something else, my brother and sisters. You're not a civilian. You're in the army of the Lord. And a soldier in the army of the Lord is not required to go to combat at his own expense. That's right. The commander in chief of this army, the Lord Jesus Christ himself, has issued the general order of the body of Christ, which is love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind and strength, and your neighbor as yourself, and your brother even as I have loved you. And that is also a direct personal order to you and to me. And there was not any suggestion about it. But he said, and I will love you and my father will love you and I'll manifest myself to you. I'll be there for you. But that's an order and you have no excuse for breaking it. You may have a reason that you either fix it or you ignore it. Only thing Jesus wants to hear out of you and me is, yes, sir, online on duty can do. Permission to be healed, sir. By my stripes you were healed. Thank you, sir. That's the end of it, brother. And when you finally acquire a Holy Ghost military mentality, you will finally begin to crawl out of the hole that the devil's been trying to bury you in and the joy of the Lord will come up in you. Why? Because it eradicates fear in you. When you become a good steward of the commandment of love, Jesus becomes a good steward of the armor that surrounds you. 
Amen. And his stuff don't break in the field. Hallelujah. And then he said it. The love of God is perfected. And then in chapter 4, verse 18, there is no fear in love. But perfected love. How do you perfect love? Keeping his word. Obeying what he says. None of these things move me. I'm not moved by what I feel and I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what they said and I'm not moved by what the devil did. Bless God, I am moved by faith. I walk by faith. I sleep by faith. I get up by faith. I move and live and have my being in the faith of him that commanded me. Perfected love casteth out fear because fear hath torment and it's that torment that contaminates faith. You don't even realize it. When, when faith is there, faith is not just there when you're frightened and you don't even realize it's, it's doing its work. But the word doubt comes from the word double double-minded, an alternative thought. You're supposed to love that brother. Yeah, but man, that yeah, but was a fear statement. Because somehow or another you offended and offense depends on fear for it to function. You're afraid of that man. Afraid he's going to get the best of you. You don't realize it. Well, the word of God says by his stripes, ye were healed. Yes, amen. But man, I wonder what is taking him so long. Now that was a fear statement. Now I'm just trying to answer, no, bless God. <laughs> I'm healed and my back don't have nothing to say about it. Right. Right. <laughs> amen, hallelujah. Well, I believe it'd be a good time for you to stand. The commandment of love. I'll read you what Mr. John said in this fifth chapter. Whosoever, now you've told me two or three times tonight that you are whosoever. Amen. Whosoever believeth Jesus is the Christ is born of God. How many of you believe that? You believe that Jesus is the Christ. Keep your hand up there. Say, this is my hand. This is my hand. I believe it. I believe. He, is the he is the Christ. I can't believe he's the Christ, believe Christ. without believing I'm born of God. Whosoever Believeth, Believeth. Jesus, is the Jesus is the Christ, is born of God. That's me. Verse 3 This is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. God say it. I love his word. I keep his word. When I don't, I repent quickly. And he's wonderful. And he's just. 
faithful to me to forgive me and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I believe it. Verse 4, for who, whatsoever, oh, you are whosoever, ah, but are you a whatsoever? <laughs> well, if you are whosoever, you got to be a whatsoever. Amen. Whatsoever's born of God overcome of the world. Well, is the word born of God? then it'll overcome the world. Is the blood of Jesus born of God? Then it'll overcome the world. I got some news for you. Do you believe you're born of God? Then listen up. You are born again a new creature in Christ Jesus. You are not a forgiven sinner. You were a forgiven sinner. You are now a new creature in Christ. Born of the living God. Not of corruptible seed. Woo! But incorruptible seed by the word of God which lives and abides forever. Yeah. Say it, I'm born of God. And whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. I'm a world overcomer. This is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith. Fear not. <laughs> Fear not. Overcome. Woo. My, 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 my. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Say it, the victory is mine. I am an overcomer. Victorious. I am not a victim. I am the victor. In Christ Jesus, my Lord, my high priest forever. And I'm blessed. I'll give him a shout and a praise. <laughs> Chaplain, come up here, please. <laughs>